Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined by G. Hey Wiley, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker. Uh, tough Tuesday here in Los Angeles. The Lakers uh, closing out their 2022-2023 uh, season with a sweep in the Western Conference Finals. You know, the tough thing here is that this season, this run, came out of nowhere. Uh, we've talked about this before, but this season begins uh, with the Lakers going 0-5, 2-10. At that point, there is a 0.3% chance of them making the playoffs. They are 201 long shots to win the title, according to Vegas. Uh, you, know, you even fast forward during the course of the season, you know, post-trade deadline on uh, February 25th, they are below 500 and the 13th seed. You know, at that point, we were talking every day, can they get to 500? Again, you know, the bet that, that I made with the crew. Two bets. Number one uh, was uh, with Thermani Buckets about just the play-in tournament. And uh, he said they would not make the play-in tournament. I said that they would. And then after they lost that first game to the Clippers, I said, I'm not going until they get to 500. Well, they didn't get to 500 until basically almost like the last uh, month or last uh, you know few games of the season. So when you take that into consideration, they get into the play-in tournament. They win that play-in tournament game. They go up against the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies, beat the Grizzlies. Again, 3-1 series lead, dominant performances, beat the Grizzlies. Go up against the defending champion, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Another 3-1 series lead, dominant performances, win that series. And, you know, at that point, you're like, whoa, where is this run coming from? Going up against the Denver Nuggets. I like certain uh, things about that matchup. The Nuggets were favored. The Nuggets have been the best team. By the way, the Nuggets have been the number one seed in the West since December. Nikola Jokic has been the best player in the league this season, despite who won most valuable player. So the Lakers just lost to the best team in the world and the best player. That being said, uh, just really have to tip my hats off to, to, to this team um, when you consider where they came from. I, I just had to put that out there because a lot of emotions, you know, having covered uh, this team this season, uh, I know this is a championship or bust town. I know this fan base is a championship or bust fan base. When you've been through what this fan base went through last season, didn't make the playoffs below 500, dreadful to watch. Through 75% of this season, below 500, dreadful to watch. To see them go on this run has been incredible. 
but Brandon, uh, to lose in that fashion, it, it hurts to lose, period. But to lose in a sweep, that was rough. Yeah, it was rough. And I think Jake uh, said this on Twitter and he was completely accurate was that every game was super close, right? They had a chance to win every one of those games and it just didn't go their way. The better team executed more. Um, they played better down the stretch. LeBron was tired in every fourth quarter of that of that series. Uh, that played a big difference. I mean, he put... His, he, he put it all out on the table in the first half. And, you know, in the third quarter, you could tell him not going to the rim as much. Um, you know, he was deferring a lot. He was very, he was exhausted. That's why I went to the locker room early at halftime. Sure, I would have loved to see the Lakers win that one game at home and then, you know, go on to Denver and see what happens. Because um, I think that the, the team deserved it based on how they played. Because I do think they played better than Minnesota. Um, maybe not Phoenix, because Phoenix won two games. But I, I do think they played better than Minnesota because Minnesota got blown out a few times. Phoenix got blown out in game six. So, um, but Arash, you hit it right on the money. The team that started two and 10, um, you know, the guy they traded for, the guys they traded for were all unplayable in this series, pretty much. Russell, Vanderbilt, Beasley, right? I mean, Rui was the, was the big piece early on. Reeves, uh, you know, Russ's trade allowed Reeves to really flourish. They're going to have to retain both of those guys. And then there's a lot of question marks because now LeBron is questioning retirement. I don't think that he'll go without a farewell tour. I know, Ross, you, you spoke on this on Twitter. Um, but overall, a successful season, if you look at, if you look at it. Uh, they just got exhausted. That Warriors and Grizzlies series, they, that took the life out of them. Um, and it's funny that once we had expectations of the team winning the championship after they beat the Warriors, they, then they revert to, <laughs> you know, the others. I mean, I was telling Armand this yesterday. I picked the Grizzlies in six wrong, and he so did he. Uh, we both picked the Warriors. We were wrong. And then we both picked the Lakers, and we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I just should have picked the Nuggets. Maybe it would have been avoided. Um, but congrats to Nikola Jokic. I mean, those shots he was making. And Jamal earlier in the series, you can't, you can't guard that. Every... Somebody, the big thing is somebody from that team stepped up every other night, every night, whether it was KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon last night, somebody stepped up and, and didn't miss shots. Right. And I think that's instrumental. The Lakers just didn't have enough of those guys. There were a couple guys that were relied upon. And yesterday it was more LeBron and Reeves. Really. There wasn't really anybody. Rui missed shots in the fourth. There wasn't really anybody else that really took that step in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Jake, you, uh, you, you touched on this on, on Twitter. And again, I know that there's no consolation prizes, but the stark difference in the uh, Celtics heat series and, and, and what's happening, the Lakers were in every game. I mean, game one, I had never seen the national media talk about a game one loss like this. But again, the Lakers were down 21 points, made adjustments, stormed back, were within three, LeBron James, Potential game tying three doesn't go in, but there was this feeling like they figured something out. They kind of did. They 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 played uh, well. They led for the majority of game two. Led in the fourth quarter, lost. Had the lead in the fourth quarter in game three, lost. Had the lead in the fourth quarter of game uh, four. Again, not big leads, but Jake, they had they they had a chance to win all four games. They lost all four. Yeah, I don't know if that makes me feel better about it or worse. 
um, because usually in these in these sweeps, you don't get you don't get games or a competitive sweep, right? Usually, there's a blowout here, there's a blowout there. It's clear that one team is significantly better in every aspect of the game than the other. The Lakers were in every single game, and usually in in a tight series when in, in, in these playoff runs where these guys are playing a ton and their bodies are drained out. Usually, those tight games they don't go they don't fall the same way every time. Usually, the you know in this case the Lakers finds a way to, to take one, if not two, of those tight games um, in one of these series. And the Lakers being in every single game, I mean. I, as I said, I don't know if it makes me feel better about it or worse because I don't know if it makes me feel like they should have won every single game and they just either whether it was LeBron getting tired um, or, or Denver just being a little bit sharper in every aspect of the game. Um, Denver found a way to pull pull away in the fourth quarters and, and you know make the plays when they had to be made. And Brandon, I think Brandon hit it right on the head. Like they had guys like I didn't expect Aaron Gordon to be going out there and dropping twenty and hitting every three that he took. I didn't expect KCP to turn into this like elite three level scorer that he never was in his time with the Lakers. Like they are deep, they're coached very well, and and Jokic just demands so much attention that it really just allows these other guys to to do things without a hand in their face or guys like Michael Porter to rise up over shoot, uh, you know, smaller defenders and just these guys, Jokic is like, I don't want to say he's bigger than life figure on the floor. Cause that's what he, I mean, I don't think anybody is, but he just goes out there and he does things that you don't expect guys at, to do at all, let alone guys, his size. Like, I mean, he hit shots in this series, step back threes ball behind his head, and every single one of them went in. Like, he did it four or five times in the series. Like, it wasn't just once or twice. It was every single game, and the shots actually came up and, and, and came up in big spots. Like, last night, it won in the fourth. That three-pointer, I know it's not as easy as you take the, you know, Nuggets won the game by two, you take that Jokic three off the board, Lakers win by one. Like, obviously, the score is different. Things happen differently down the stretch. He had two massive three-pointers last night that he just chucked up and they just, I mean, they didn't even hit the rim. They're just straight net all the way down. Like this guy, I'm not going to act here. I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't talk about how Denver didn't worry me at all coming into the series on the show. Like I was not concerned about Denver. Um, And they went out there and just, Every time the Lakers threw some sort of punch, I mean, Lakers led by 15 last night at home, up or down 3-0. Like, it's very easy at that point for Denver to just, you know, throw in the towel and be like, all right, we got four games to win one. Let's not exert all our energy here in game four and and talk and worry about game five at home. Um, Like, the media was talking about the Lakers doing that in the game five in the Warriors series. Like, it would have been very easy for them to do it in game four in this series. And they came out and just punched the Lakers right in the mouth to begin the second half. And the Lakers were never able to get, uh, able to get back over that hump. And that's kind of just the story of this series. You guys know how I feel about teams that have not done it before. That so That's why historically speaking, if it's the Lakers and the Clippers, they've not met in the postseason. But I'm like, hey, give me the Lakers. Give me a team that's done it before, whether it's the Lakers and the Grizzlies, Lakers and the Kings, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets, I had the same feeling. I was like, listen, this is a good team. They've never been to the finals before. They've, they've you know, only been to the conference finals a few times. And, and so, um, you know, a team that hasn't done it, hasn't won that closeout situation to win a conference championship to go to the finals, give me a team that has. 
And it takes a lot. Jake, you bring up a really good point. At that point, down 15 in the third quarter, listen, you're up 3-0. I mean, close it out at home. Why not? They didn't want to close it at home. They wanted the sweep. They wanted the sweep more badly than the Lakers did not want to get swept. But that being said, the the Lakers fought. And again, there's no consolation prizes. At the end of the day, they, they lost. But... It would have been easy for a team to kind of, you know, quit. And they fought through to the last second of that game. Uh, GA, as this series played out, I mean, I, I guess I was surprised that in a game that was basically a 50-50 in the fourth quarter, the Lakers up by one, Denver's up by two, Lakers, I mean, it was a seesaw fourth quarter in all four games. Denver won all four games. What stood out to you? Did anything about this series surprise you? No, because I had Denver winning this series. Yes. So for me, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a shocker. I think the only thing that really shocked me was the fact that, you know, so many people thought that this wasn't going to be, I, I don't want to say it wasn't going to be competitive, but uh, that, you know, some people weren't worried <laughs> as much, right? Like, I think I think I said it from the get-go. I said, who's going to guard Joker? Who's going to guard Joker? And he is obviously defi- the defining factor. Joker's going to get here, so whatever. But he's so great at including everybody else in the offense, including everybody else. Um, they play as a unit, man. And that that's something that just, it obviously shows throughout the whole entire series. So uh, I think... That was more of the shocking thing for me. I wasn't really shocked about anything else. Um, There were glimpses of greatness that the Lakers showed, but you got to do that for the whole entire four quarters, right? Um, So I think that was a little on the disappointing side, especially considering um, I I don't want... And again, you have to play the whole entire four, four quarters. I'm not saying that the Lakers didn't attempt to do that, but in this game in particular... Um, can we actually ask about why LeBron went to the basket for this? Like, why wouldn't you want to kick it out to well, Reed? It was or? so funny because I was thinking of Brandon and Jake and you guys because I was like, well, listen, um, we've joked about LeBron shooting threes. He's for sure going to shoot a three because at this, this point, he had played every second except for four. Again, he, he, he walked off the four the last four seconds. He played 47 Sorry, 47, yeah, 47 minutes and 56 seconds. He played like the entire game. So there's nothing in me down two with uh, three seconds to go. Like LeBron shooting a three. A, I, I, as much as we can say we like the shot or not, that's fine. He hits it, they win. The, that, this was not a game I wanted to go into overtime. But anyways, I, I, I agree with you, G.A., um, you know, we, we've seen it several times this year. The, the officials generally, unless you get mauled, although we had we saw that on the road against the Boston Celtics this season and LeBron was incredulous. Uh, I, I didn't love that. If LeBron shot a three and missed it, he would have gotten killed either way. But listen, we are burying the league because, again, everybody post-game and today, they're talking about what LeBron James said post-game. And I was first... Uh, Row, I was front row for LeBron's press conference. And during that entire press conference, and again, they only take it a few questions. And I'm thinking, and I'm trying to try to get my question in, because it was so clear 
LeBron had no intention of talking about next season. Because I, I kept thinking, like, listen, yes, this, 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 this season is over. They lost in the Western Conference Finals. But that being said, they do have the foundation technically for a contending team. They have to make some moves, obviously. But this isn't like it was a year ago. Last season, like, they couldn't do anything. They, they basically had a run back a terrible below 513 C team. Like that was depressing. This season, they could run back a Western Conference Finals team and they have some pieces they can move around to improve this team. LeBron didn't care. He, he, he uh, the, the whole press conference just gave me the feeling of that he wasn't committed. And then at the end, it was so clear it, it, he, his response that's being talked about wasn't even like he could answer to the question. He, he was talking about whatever, whatever, the season. And then at the end, he's like, I have a lot to think about. And I don't know, you know, my future and all that. You guys have heard the quote by now. And I'm thinking, is any, and I almost like yelled, like, like are you retiring? But, um, so listen, like afterwards, he did talk to Dave McMenamin, uh, Chris Haynes, a few other reporters, R. Mark Medina at the Sporting Tribune, uh, talked to a couple of people within LeBron's camp who said, listen, I, I, yeah, clearly he doesn't have that long left. He's got two years left on his contract. They don't think that he's done. All right, we'll go around the room here before we head to break. Um, listen, you can say what you did. He, he basically put up a 40-point triple-double last night. 40 points, uh, 10 boards, 9 assists. He did all he could. I think his thing is like I I can't continue playing like this. I I I don't know if I want to. I get the feeling that he will. Brandon, your thoughts on LeBron's comments and what you think he does? Yeah, I think he's just sped up because this is you know his last chance to win a championship. Pretty much, he had it in his hands. I mean, the team was eight wins away from a championship. I think next year is going to be harder. Although you know they they could move a few pieces and still contend, he's going to be thirty nine, right? His foot is bothering him. He needs surgery. He won't tell anybody. I'm sure he'll get surgery, um, and he'll need a time a lot of time to recover. So, I, for me, I think it's more about like does he risk playing another year? I think in his mind next year and get hurt again and maybe career-ending injury or does he wait a year and then play with the stun the following year um and i think either way and this is a hot take but i i be honest i, I want lebron to do whatever he wants then that's free ups 46 million i'm not saying we can do much with that and compete for a championship without lebron james but if you if he's not committed there's no point in him you know being on the team next year as great as he is and, and look we're uh you know forever thankful for LeBron and what he did, brought a championship back to Los Angeles, brought relevance back to Los Angeles after we had been terrible for years. So either way, I'm happy and content with what LeBron James has done. Jake, your uh, thoughts on LeBron's comments and what you think he will do? Yeah, um, I, I got the same vibe. You, I was, I mean, you were at the press conference. I was watching the press conference, the coverage of it. It, it was weird to me, though, because he was talking about how his only – regret from the season or takeaway from the season was that he wasn't as available to his teammates as he wanted to be and that he just wanted to be on the floor and that's the only thing he cares about as a player is being able to be available for his teammates and play in these games but then he wouldn't talk about 
next year at all or, or committing to those games or at all. So I kind of got that vibe and it made a little bit of sense afterwards when he said that he was considering retirement. Um, he's not healthy. Like that's very clear. Um, he's definitely taken a step back. His body is, his body's cut. I mean, he's 38 years old. His body's definitely starting to catch up with him a little bit. So it wouldn't, it didn't surprise me. It would be weird to me to see him go out like that. Um, I, I don't, I mean, he's, his lifelong goal has been to play with his son, not lifelong, but his career long goal since he's been in the league, he said is to play with his son. So I, I'd be surprised if he just gave up on that now, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. GK. I mean, it, it just seemed like he was defeated, but again, I never trust a player or a coach in the immediate aftermath of the last game of the season. Yeah. You know what? Emotions are high. You just yeah. got back from a loss. Um, it, you know, you're, and your body might be telling you, like, I think I want to give this, like, I don't want to give this any light, to be honest with you, because I, this is always going to be in the forefront. Everybody's always going to ask, especially considering his age, are you done? Are you done? You know, so I, I say give it a couple weeks or even a couple months, let him relax, rest, hang out with his family, figure it out, let him be, you know, um, it's a rough decision because, right, this is something that a lot of these guys, they've been, even though he has a lot of things in the forefront, you know, his production company, et cetera, he, this, this is what they're groomed for. This yeah. is what he dreamed about, you know, since he was a kid. Yeah. So exactly. I, I, I get it. Give him some yeah. time, let him relax. And yeah, then exactly. come back with this question. Exactly. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by Grant, Grant Mona. We come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California. Las Vegas or Hawaii caller hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? Look, I, I said this a while ago that, you know, whenever the Lakers lose, the sky gets like gloomy and kind of <laughs> foggy, and it happened again because they just got swept off the floor. But that's... It's insane. Every time that there's a traumatic Laker event, the cloud gets... It starts crying. God's yeah, you're happy crying. too, which is good <laughs> for you. Uh, all right, listen, Grant. We 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 talked about it in the first segment. I do want to um, open this up for discussion. Uh, so let's play this out, guys. Two, um, we're all on a text a group text exchange, and one of the things Brandon 
think it was Brandon brought up, you know, you got to trade LeBron. And I was like, you know, of, of the mindset, you're not, you're not trading LeBron. Like what's the market for a guy like, like LeBron, you know, just in terms of what he's going to make. And, you know, he's in his going to be this 21st uh, season. All right. So let's play this out though. Let's, let's play out LeBron retires or LeBron says, listen, I, I just don't want to be in Los Angeles anymore. Uh, trade me. What do those two scenarios look like? Because again, this was a team that uh, the, the the reason that there was some hope if you're a Lakers fan was all right going into the offseason like at least like there's a foundation for a conference finals team that if you tweak a few things here or there maybe can win the whole thing uh Grant I'm going to start with you what does this team look like if LeBron just straight up retires and I mean, the, the, in this second scenario, would help the Lakers more if he's like, "Listen, I just don't want to be here anymore." And can you trade me? I, I don't think that the second option will happen because I, I do think that you know, with his son going to USC, um, you know, he wants to be here as much as possible. That's yeah. probably one of the main factors of her, for him considering retirement. Honestly, is to watch his son play. And Jake brought it up on on Twitter and, and last night in the text exchange, and I thought it was spot on. I think the most likely scenario is that, you know, look, he he needs to get foot surgery. I think we all know that he needs time to recover. Um, Jake brought it up that he retires for a year, maybe not retires for a year, maybe just, you know, opts out of his deal or says, you know, I don't know, cut me, whatever, takes the year off, comes back when Bronny is going to be draft eligible. Um, I'm assuming that Bronny is going to be a one and done. I'm assuming that he's going to be a, a coveted asset because basically you get LeBron and Bronny together. That's what a lot of teams are thinking right now um, and takes that year off. And then the, the year after that, just goes wherever Bronny goes. Now, I've always thought that, you know, the Lakers were not the ones that were trying to push him out. If anything, it's going to be LeBron just wanting out. Because I think the Lakers fully want him back. Um, they saw what he did before that foot injury. We all saw what he did before that foot injury. He was excellent. A top five player in the league for for a lot of the a lot of the season until that foot injury. Then he just didn't have that burst. He didn't have that fire, that energy that he had before that. Um and now with the emergence of Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, you get young players that you can build around. I know there's a lot of talk about Kyrie right now, which should not be happening. Depth is the answer, for, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, ha they have great depth now, great young depth. I know we say depth a lot, but they have great young depth now. Um, you have the ability to, to, to pick up Vanderbilt's option. I don't know if they go that route. So there's a lot of questions about where this team goes, but I don't think it'll be the Lakers pushing LeBron out. I think it'll just be him, you know, deciding to do what's best for him and his family. Cause look, he's 38. He's, you know, he's getting up there. We don't have a lot of time left, but I don't think it's, the, it, it's the Lakers. I think it, it'd be him. Right. And what does the scenario look like? Yeah. <laughs> what does what what does this scenario look like though? If if LeBron just retires, or listen, I I, I agree. I I don't foresee a scenario where he leaves Los Angeles again. Uh, Bronny's playing literally a mile down the road, so uh, you know. I mean, I, again, that's why I I think he he could do both. Still, I think he will do both. But play this out, Brandon. What does this look like without LeBron? Well, uh, not not a whole lot you can do, honestly, with 
if he retires because with that 46 million who are you going to go get Tyree you're going to get James Harden I mean you could have arguably got those people with LeBron James coming back right like they have still some cap room for a third star now they would be well into the luxury tax to keep Reeves Rui and uh and they would have to take somewhat discounts to get like a Kyrie Irving but what do they do to pivot and that's my question there. I think the most viable option, if I'm LeBron, perhaps sitting out the first couple months of the season, you know, opting into that contract, sitting out, uh, seeing what Reeves and Rui and Davis can do, and then coming back for a stretch run. I mean, I think, like, look, is this probably the last time we see the Lakers in the West Finals with LeBron James? Yes, but because only because the league, the rest of the league is getting better and it's just going to be that much tougher every year. I mean, the Thunder are getting better. Every single team in the West is getting better. I mean, the Rockets have Ime Adoka, a great coach, and they're probably the worst team in the West. Um, and I, I think about it like this. They need a couple things. And I think Armand brings this up, and I agree with him. Max Christie, I want to see a lot of him next year, rotation piece, because he's a great perimeter defender and he can shoot. I mean, I was high on him coming out of of Michigan State. I know Arash knows that. And Cole Swider, I, I just, I didn't, I was perplexed why Cole Swider didn't play all season. Um, I mean, this is a guy, you see what Duncan Robinson is doing for the Miami Heat. And you say, at the very least, Cole Swider could be Duncan Robinson with that jumper. I mean, he made like 55 threes in G League, I mean, in the Summer League last year. And come on, he can't be as bad of a defender as Duncan Robinson. Or, I mean, he's got to be on the same par. And they, he, the Heat have been able to hide him. So I expect those two guys to take a leap. And then you add in the 17th overall pick and you can add in another shooter or a big, maybe they take lively from Duke, a young big who can protect the rim with Davis. Um, you know, that fills a need as well. I think they're in an excellent position to win 50 plus games next year, regardless of what happens. And I think, you know, next year is the year that LeBron would have his final finals run if he decides to play. And I think he's going to strongly consider the foundation of this team. And I do expect him back, maybe not at the start of the year because he needs foot surgery, but by some point next season in the Laker uniform. Let's go to Jake and then Jihei. Uh, again, life without LeBron, we have to consider it now. Here's here's my my realistic thought. So you're, you're 20, age 38, LeBron averages 55 games. LeBron averages... 29 points, just over eight boards, just under seven assists, which are above his career average in points, above his career average in rebounds, just below his his career average in, in assists. Takes a team that started two and ten that most people are concerned about making the play in tournament to the conference finals, averages essentially of or not averages, puts up essentially a forty point triple double in game four, uh, although it was a loss. All, all that's being talked about is is how washed LeBron is and LeBron's name is just being dragged through the mud. When as a 38-year-old, he averaged nearly 30 points and took a team that that was dead in the water to the Western Conference Finals. Like, what else is there for him to accomplish? Like, would you would you blame him if he walked away at that point? Like, I don't, I, I mean, I understand he's one of the most competitive guys in the world. It would be weird for him to just walk away at this point. But, like, the guy's doing things that we've never seen from a player at his age and playing at an elite level in year 20 and is just getting so much backlash for, for, for I mean, for not getting to the finals and for getting swept. Like, you don't see this from guys at his age. And I just wouldn't blame him if he was just like, you know what, like, I've done what I need to do. Like, I, I don't need this this backlash at this point in my life. 
um, when he, when he does want to go and watch Bronny play at USC and and does have all these other things he wants to do, um, whether it be in the entertainment industry or any other business ventures that he has going on, I would get it. Like I wouldn't. It like last night it did surprise me a little bit when I read it. I think it was because of how close it was to the end of the game, the end of the season, and just not letting things sink in. I was surprised to see it at that point, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would blame the guy. Um, so. What do the Lakers look like without LeBron? That's a whole nother question. I think Brandon hit it on the head. They have a lot of decisions to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, clock's ticking. He's got a couple of years left. If he wants them, they're there for him. And I do think the Lakers obviously would want him back. Um, but yeah, it would be a really, really interesting world if if LeBron decides to walk away next year. I mean, gee, we're, we're talking about a player in his 20th season, 38 years old. I mean, it, you, you, it's less than half a percent of players in the league are like are still playing. So not surprising, but kind of still is when you talk about the season that Le- LeBron had. I mean, is it surprising? I, I mean, like, I, I feel like this is what we should come to kind of expect from him is, is drama. <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's from the get-go. But like Jake said, I don't blame this guy if he wants to bounce. if he want, Or if he wants to stay. You know, if you want to stay for another year, wait for your kid to come into the league and then go out that way. Um, I, don't, I, I have no expectations for LeBron. Um, if he decides to leave, good on him. If he decides to stay, good on him too. I'm not going to be that person that's going to beat down a dead horse and just say like, you know, I... I Good for you either way, man. I, I I hope and wish for the best for you. But again, it wouldn't shock me if this would be an influx and dramatic um, LeBron-esque kind of thing. But also, this kind of reminds me of Kobe in his last two seasons. Um, not because he's a Laker and not because um, of, any, of anything else, but just because of the draw, financial draw that he could still bring. Um, that it would shock me for him kind of to stay and capitalize on that. Yeah. Also, some I wanted to bring up. I think J- Jake nailed it right on the head when he said, "Look, LeBron had a forty-point triple double last night. Um, pretty much, uh, he did that on a bad foot, by the way. Maybe fifty, sixty percent of himself. And uh, Father Time has been very kind to to LeBron. It hasn't caught up with him. Um, and I, I'm, if I'm LeBron, I'm thinking about that, like with a whole a healthy foot." You gave Davis some surgery too. I'm sure he needs foot surgery. I mean, he always needs surgery in the offseason. No offense to Anthony Davis, but you know, he take the way he plays the game of basketball it takes a toll on his body. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible for them to win a championship next year. A lot has to be done, but I mean, LeBron, I, I can't believe he put up 40, 10, and eight or whatever on a bad foot. And I think what was the initial reaction of this retirement question. Who, who helped him in the fourth quarter? I think that's what he's thinking about. Like besides Reeves, Reeves didn't get enough shots, by the way, which was like a colossal L on Darvin Ham's point. Uh, I mean, on his, it was it was because of Darvin Ham. I don't know why he didn't get Reeves more shots and why Reeves was taking the ball out. Who knows? That's like I don't know who, who told him to do that. Vegas might have made a call because that was their best shooter taking the ball out. It made no sense. But uh, what I will say is, I think it was more LeBron fed up that he gave his all and they still lost in multiple games this series. Yeah, I mean, that's you brought up Anthony Davis, and I know LeBron is the big story today um, with, with the retirement rumors. But if Anthony Davis, I mean, is is somewhat relevant in games two and four, 
I mean, the, I mean, he was just, we're giving Anthony Davis a pass today just because of the fact that LeBron's the talk, but Anthony Davis last night, six of 15 from the field. I know he hit his free throws. We finished with 21 points, 14 boards, but I mean, for this, pretty much he was non-existent on the, on the offensive end in that second half. And if he's, if he's a dominant force, like he's brought in here to be, you, I don't see a world in which the Lakers lose that game or they lose game two. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't want to turn this into just let's, let's get it on Anthony Davis. But you got to talk about the fact that the second star wasn't the second star. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, that, that was the, the, the storyline the entire postseason. That being said, I mean, he did have a 40 point game in game one and they lost again. Uh, you know, came back from 21 down in the second half, got to within one possession late. Um, you know, the most uh, frustrating thing I, I have to believe is that. This was their window, and Grant can touch on this. What, what, uh, you can have a great team on paper, but what we know with these two guys, health is the number one thing. And so Grant has had, you know, two of the top 10 players in the world, I think, on, on the Clippers. And the only season they were healthy, or the only postseason they were healthy, was in 2020, you know, when they blew that 31 series lead to, to Denver. 2022, Kawhi goes down. Uh, sorry, 2021 Kawhi goes down, 2022 Kawhi's out, then Paul is sidelined. Uh, and then we know what happened to this year where, where Paul, George, and Kawhi were, were both done. So, you know, you, you had this crazy season where at the right time they both were healthy, they, they both got healthy, they both were healthy during the postseason. And it's like, shoot. And not only that, guys, and again, you know, we'll see how this all plays out. But if the Lakers had found a way to beat Denver, they would have faced the number eight seed Miami Heat. Now, listen, we've seen what the Heat have done to Milwaukee, to the Knicks, to Boston. However, I mean, if if I had told you before the season that the Lakers have to beat the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, and then they play the number eight seed, Miami Heat, who lost their first play-in game to win the, the championship, we would have been planning the parade. So, like, they had this moment, and to Brandon's point, it's going to get harder, you know? And, and beyond just how you could project it will be harder, y you can't really depend on those guys being healthy during the stretch run and during the postseason. Because if Anthony Davis, and I've said this before, but if Anthony Davis was healthy in 2021, they beat the Suns and we'll see how far that they go. But Grant, touch on that. I mean, like, we take for granted that, hey, if LeBron comes back and Anthony Davis comes back, listen, they can be on the roster. There's no guarantee those guys will be healthy come postseason again. Look, trust me, I know what it's like to just bank on health. I do that every year with this core for the Clippers. Um, it's, you know, even this year, I, I was patient with the load managing and, and all that. It just, when the playoffs start, as long as they're healthy, I don't care about the regular season. And it happened. So it can happen to the Lakers. I mean, I think at this point, LeBron is thinking this way is, I need a star to play at least 60 to 70 games beside me and play like a second star because you can't have LeBron play fit. Look, LeBron playing 58 games, whatever he plays, that's fine. He's 38. He's earned that. 
Anthony Davis is 30 years old and he's playing like he's 35, 36, and he's not playing 60 to 70 games as that second star to carry that load. That's main, one of the main reasons I think they wanted Russell Westbrook because say what you want about Russell Westbrook, he played in every game, right? So I think that was the mentality and that's why LeBron kind of went that route. But, you know, if you're looking at next year and you're saying, okay, well, we're going to have AD and LeBron, will you for a lot of the games? Maybe not. But on the other, on the contrary, you look at the team like the Miami Heat and they said, I don't care about the regular season. Let's get in as a play-in and just go all the way as long as we're good there. And the Lakers kind of did that too. They got in as a seven seed and made a Western Conference Finals run. So I see both sides of it, but it's a little bit shaky now that you get another year added onto their injury list, onto their age. Um, it's not a it's not an exclamation point that they're going to be right back in it. It's it's not solidified for anybody, let alone the Clippers, let alone the Lakers. If you go another year, injuries are always a thing now. So it's not it's not solidified. Last thing before we uh, wrap up for today, I never thought if you had told me before game one of the finals that one of the hot topics, once again for the Lakers, would be will they get Kyrie However, with LeBron's comment, and we know how, how tight the LeBron and Kyrie are, um, and again, D'Lo looked terrible, really non-existent, and they, they clearly, the Lakers have to, to do something. They have to tweak something. We'll try to go around the room if we can. Uh, Brandon, uh, is Kyrie a legitimate option for the Lakers? Uh, absolutely, but I would prefer retaining Reeves and Rui. Um, I think they showed a lot. Obviously, Reeves, Jesus Christ. If they lose Reeves, they're going to lose half the Lakers fan base. I mean, straight up. I think Genie knows that. They're going to match any offer. I don't care if it's $110 million, They'll match it for Reeves. I think at this point, Reeves has shown to be one of the more efficient offensive players in the league, playmaker. And by the way, well, who uh, someone just brought up, like the, I forgot who it was. I'm sorry for the short-term memory loss. The Lakers did that to me. Uh, that... <laughs> that the LeBron and Davis may not play next year. Okay, you have Reeves. Reeves can win you games by himself with Rui. I hate to say it. I mean, it's just true. I Grant's shaking his head. Trust me, the ascension of Reeves. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Rosh. Jake, Grant. Jake, yeah, I'm yeah, with I'm with Brandon. Bring back Rui tomorrow. Bring back Austin Reeves. Like, depth wins. Um, those two guys were great throughout the playoffs. One last thing I'll say, Bobby Miller makes his MLB debut tonight for the Dodgers on the mound. Number two prospect, number 19 <laughs> prospect, all of baseball. Um, and Spencer Strider. Yeah, it's summer. It's, it's, it's officially summertime in LA. So it's baseball season. Bobby Miller on the mound tonight. Grant, would you, would you do Kyrie real quick? No, I, I do depth. Uh, Rui and Reeves were shown to be elite. You need that young depth. Uh, you can't just go all in for another star again. They need depth. Yeah, I'm with Grant. I'm with Grant on this one. Um, you need depth. Uh, surround yourself around Rui and, uh, and for sure, Austin Reeves. Do not let that kid go. Do not let this be a Caruso issue all over again, Lakers. Yeah, and by the way, we'll, we'll touch on this. I mean, Reeves is... is so much greater than Crusoe. I love Crusoe. Love the Cruz show. Uh, Reeves is a star. Reeves has the potential to be a star. At the very least, he's a Lakers star. They can't lose him. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the heart. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.